Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, guys. It has been a minute since we had a solo episode. Just a time for you and me to talk. We have been so blessed with so many amazing guests who have just brought the knowledge. And I love, love, love just seeing this audience grow and all of us learn together. So it's wild to me how long it's been, but this is going to be a great episode about something that a lot of you guys actually ask me about. So I would say this is one of my top five most asked questions when it comes to um, random DMs I get, you know, people who come into coaching calls with me. It is just a huge theme that I see popping up. So I'm excited to dive into learning how to manage stress and manage all of the things that you know you have prayed for when dreaming big dreams how when you get those things do you steward them well how do you steward yourself how do you have balance how do you have a life how are you able to you know have these big dreams and um you know accolades and accomplishments and you know, all that comes with it while maintaining your identity, which is so much bigger than any of that, right? And I think the the number one thing it comes to that I want to go into today is stress. Everything I just listed out, it's just that reoccurring thing. It's, it's truly like an epidemic. And it comes down to, I think, stress more than anything. And we'll get into other elements of it in later episodes, but Right now, I want to talk to you about stress and how you can manage all of the things on your plate day in and day out to actually feel like you are being productive and moving the needle and giving yourself grace in that process because um, there are a lot of different ways that we can show up. So we're gonna talk first and foremost about the way that you um, tend to work right so everyone has their own working tendencies um, and when it comes to work you know work equals tasks 
right? Um, So you usually do things when you own a business or you're in, like I said, more of that high achieving position in corporate or wherever you may be. Um, And we're we're putting ourselves in a position where we're doing things to get tasks. And those tasks then allow us to complete things according to our gifting. And then from there, we're able to really bless people one but to get you know closer and closer to the goals that we've set ourselves but you know responsibility can come with stress and when it comes to life you know we only have so much energy so many you know things we can care about and steward really well we have a limit time is our most limited resource right? Energy is a limited resource as well. So as we keep that in mind, you can optimize yourself as much as you want. But if you are just always stressed and overwhelmed, you're only going to be able to go for so long. So everyone copes in a different way. So we're talking about, you know, your, your working style. So I want you to think about, you know, in any occurrence, you know, in your life, when you've had responsibilities, how do you show up to it? Are you more of a slow and steady you know, you come in, you're able to do a few things at a time, and then, you know, you're able to take work off and then um, have life and have a little bit of rest and balance and then come back the next day, right? So there's there's one working style. Um, another one, just throwing this out, could be just going really hard. So maybe you like rest really hard. Sometimes you might even call yourself lazy or feel like you have almost like a failure to launch and get going. But then when you're in, you're in and you are giving everything. And within that, you know, burnout can happen. So you may have like really hot seasons and then really cold seasons of recovery. Additionally, we can have almost like freeze. So it's it's freeze and then fight and flight. So you can almost have like all of these things to do when they come on your plate and you know you're qualified for the occasion and you know you can do the job and you know you're the woman for the job but you still have this resistance in getting things done so you can see yourself avoiding and maybe procrastinating until the end um so i want you to just think through those are just three random scenarios everyone is you know their own unique concoction of um, different tendencies and habits that create their own working type so i want you to really think through what that is and one thing that i found really helpful when i was examining this for myself was i actually thought back to like high school alley so like 16 17 18 year old me i was thinking back to like end of college me um and then you know thinking to who i am now and those you know high school and college are cool because they give you almost like micro environments to kind of see what your tendencies are. So for me, like I really wanted leadership. So when I was able to get into leadership positions and I just went so freaking hard, you guys, and I would do some of that like really hot, really cold, like go so hard until I am so burnt out that I can't and then have to recover and again and again and again. So I could see a pretty obvious tendency from, like I said, high school um, and in college to, okay, cool, I've done that a few times in my adult life as well when it comes to building businesses. So whatever that is for you, I want you to think through that, kind of have it in your back pocket, um, and then just be really 
aware during this conversation of what that is, but I don't want you to be judgmental. So one thing I see women do, one is we stress ourselves out like crazy. um, And we're talking about that because we need a solution. But the other thing that I see is us be extremely self-critical. I coach men and women. Obviously, I much more specialize with women, but I've consulted on many, many businesses and accounts with men. And one thing that will happen is like something goes wrong. And if I bring that to a man often, not always, but often, they're a lot more open to just saying like, hey, I'm going to own that. Yeah, I dropped that ball. Um, And then they're able to kind of like let it roll off a little bit more and keep going. So that's more of what I've observed with the men that I've been able to work alongside. But with women, when I'm coaching them or working alongside them, a lot of the times, and I love this, you know, we have this ownership where it's like, oh, that's my fault. And I think ownership is so powerful. The men also owned what they did. But as, you know, women, a lot of the time, we actually take that on as our identity, right? So it's our fault. Oh, this was because of me. And it can really cause a downward spiral very quickly. So um, just think through in that working style too, like, you know, what is my process in um, just almost claiming blame or ownership? Or do I take on guilt? Do I take on shame? Is it always my fault? Am I really self-critical? That's really important for you to kind of just keep awareness in like I said during this episode but then in life because what I often want to teach women when I'm working with them is just that curiosity is so much more powerful than judgment and you know you wanting to take that ownership is proof you're a leader and I love that about you and you should love that about yourself and 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 you should be aware of the fact that you know you are learning and you're growing and though you are you know not perfect that's not really the point you are doing your very best and you're learning on the way and that's a really beautiful thing so allow yourself to do that and don't let your self judgment keep you from the necessary compassion of self leadership because leading yourself is really your number one job and that's what we're going to get into this this concept of self-leadership in three easy steps but no leader is respected if they just come down on the people that they're leading and are relentless i do not know any famous leaders who you know have a legacy for just really effective beautiful leadership who are just extremely critical judgmental and you know, it it can become very unhealthy very quickly in those environments, obviously. Um, but you are leading yourself. So never allow yourself to be that critical. Allow yourself to lead from the place that, again, most esteemed leaders lead from, which is compassion, understanding, curiosity. Um, judgment doesn't do anything. Judgment is the end of a road. I'm going to make this judgment and then I'm going to keep going, right? Um, curiosity starts the road. Why did this happen? How can I problem solve? What could I do different next time? So allow yourself to sit in that space. That's my big challenge for you. Just allow yourself to sit in the space of understanding yourself and giving yourself grace and staying in curiosity so that you can lead yourself with that self-compassion because the more you hate on yourself the more you judge yourself the more you're going to be susceptible susceptible to stress and 
also just break down truly. So within that, now we know, you know, how we can talk to ourselves. We know our working style. We can sit in a place of self-awareness, which is a really beautiful thing. And now we're going to talk through just figuring out how to make the most of every single day. And I would say one of the largest things that really usurps the power, takes the power away from just a productive day is stress, which is why we're really addressing it in this episode. Um, And instead of just focusing on like relaxing and like going really far on the other side of the spectrum, I want to be realistic. You have responsibilities and those responsibilities can be pressing. The tasks can be pressing. The habits necessary to finish those tasks can be pressing. And I just want to create space for you to understand that that's okay, that you've worked really hard to be able to do the things and know the things that you do. And you know, sometimes those processes can be heavy and it can, you know, be a lot. And that's why you're an expert. And, 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 and it doesn't have to be miserable. It doesn't have to take everything from you. Stress does not own you. Stress is a response and a feeling coming from you telling you you need to do it a little bit differently next time in order to actually thrive. So if we're going to sit in this place of curiosity, I really want to be able to just take you through a few hard truths that I've been able to find. So first of all, when it comes to stress, it's debilitating when there's too much of it, right? And it really cripples creativity. It really cripples collaboration. And I am the queen of this. I still get stressed sometimes because new levels challenge me in my business, in my relationships, in my life. And within that, when I'm feeling, you know, the stress, when I'm feeling my my working habits coming out that may feel unhealthy, when I can feel myself getting self-critical or judgmental, I always come back to this process and i've learned that it's just a lot easier to proactively start each day with this process so from that hard fact perspective i want you to think about the fact that one stress isn't productive but two stress is going to shut down your productivity if you're not careful and your productivity is really your secret weapon when making yourself known and established in an industry so when you're able to really get things done it's magical it's amazing it's showing you know a case study of what you're able to do and you know you don't always get to do one miraculous thing in one day and i think sometimes it's easy to think that like oh i can cram everything possible into this day and then hopefully i can get you know with maximum productivity, this, this, and this done, and then this turnaround can be in four days. And it's that time management thought process that can lead to really intense burnout. Um, So I'm gonna challenge you to kind of think through how you manage your day in a new way with the format that I call the big three. So I actually created a planner called the Daily Direction that is really loved by our community. Um, And it's off of these three concepts. So essentially, when you look at a day especially as an adult who has multiple responsibilities you have about enough space clinically to sit there and do three things extremely well extremely well and you know some days may be hyper hyper productive some days might not be but when it comes to regulating yourself and eliminating stress and allowing yourself to make you know measurable progress every single day toward what you are trying to do 
it comes down to those three things. Psychologically, when it's over three things, it can feel overwhelming. When it's less than three, just two, it can feel like it wasn't enough, which can cause us to tell ourselves stories. So three is a really beautiful magic number and it allows you to create momentum. So if you do have extra space, yeah, maybe you can knock out a fourth and a fifth thing. Um, but having those three tasks, tasks alongside communication, emails, calls, anything else that might be happening, meetings. Um, this is going to set you up for feeling like every day has momentum. And that momentum is so beautiful. It just feels good. It gives you energy. It allows you to really um, just feel like you're going in a great direction. And progress is, is so just almost delicious. It just feels nice to make that progress, right? So um, I always operate with the big three things. And I have multiple companies. So there are some days where I have to do more, but those days are always harder, harder on me. So I really live and die by this. And again, some days may be a little bit heavier of a load and that's part of it, but this is going to be a sustainable way for you to move through things. So the first thing is I want you to, um, step one, define an achievable list of objective objectives for you to get done this week. So if you're starting on a Monday, you're going to want to just, you know, dump all of your thoughts on a list. If it's not a Monday, great, do it just to get everything out of your brain. Every objective that you need to get done, every task, everything, brain dump it. Then from there, you're going to be able to see how many days you have in a week and you're going to be able to see what tasks need to be done first in order for specific objectives to come to completion before the end of the week. So I want you to kind of look through what needs to get done for this to get done, right? And connect those dots. And then from there, figure out three things that can be done each day that will keep you on track to meet the objectives that are realistic for you to meet this week. One thing that is so easy to do, and I still do it sometimes, is think that you can do more in a day or more in a week. So you're always overshooting and that's really exhausting psychologically for you because you always feel like you're coming up short. Even if you're getting like 10 things done every day, if you've set unrealistic expectations, you're not going to reach them. You're not going to feel like you can actually keep a promise to yourself. And then you're not going to feel like you have integrity with yourself. And that's really important to keep. So having these three things allows for a really great environment, no matter what is happening for you to feel like, oh, I have momentum. I am able to have balance and productivity at the same time. Um, and to keep that integrity with yourself, that integrity with your word of what you want to get done. So once you've get all, gotten all of those objectives down, then allow yourself to write out, you know, how many days you have this week um, and divvy out those three things that need to get done day after day that is going to help you get to that week long objective. If there are things that are on your mind that need to get done, but they can't get done this week, you can always write out, you know, week two, week three, week four, and assign those different objectives and things to get done um, that need to happen later to weeks to come in the future so that you can revisit those and really get that next week organized next Monday. So from there, your second task is going to be time blocking. So if you know you have these three specific things that need to get done, Done day in and day out this week, then you need to understand that you know you have to create the space in your calendar to get those things done. And most of the time, those things that you need to get done are probably more than just like 
you know, sending one email, though that might be one of your things. Um, but if it's a larger task, figure out how much time you're realistically going to need and put that in your calendar so that it has space and time that is labeled to get it done. Time is your greatest asset when it comes to creativity, productivity, and feeling good about the work and life that you are leading and the balance between them both. So you need to create adequate, adequate space for you to work on each of those objectives that you've defined. So allow yourself to put time in the calendar. I want you to be able to look at your calendar and see each one of those specific tasks have a space to make it happen. Just like you would schedule a coffee date or a meeting with someone else, you're you're going to have to look at these tasks as you know a meeting with yourself that is just as worthy, just as important, and prioritize so that you can really make the most of your time. And then with, you know, the big three things that you have every single week, um, this is the third step of really allowing yourself to learn yourself, learn your working type and, you know, optimize it over time. So step three of the big three is checking in with yourself as you're getting it all done day in, day out, week in, week out. Are you able to get down expectations that are plausible? Are you able to get things done? Do you have what you need to get what you need done? And there are so many other questions that you can ask yourself, but allow yourself time to really reflect on what you are able to do, what is getting you know finished, what the process is like, how you feel. The conversations you have with yourself throughout the week create the foundation of belief that you and your business will operate out of for years to come, especially especially if you have employees and you're the one who's training them. Um, pay attention to what is possible, what your expectations are, and how you can make business work for you and with you. And then once you have that relationship and foundation, it makes it a lot easier to then teach others the same and really get things off your plate so that others can handle them as you get to stages of business for that. So I hope that this was helpful when it comes down to it, keeping promises to yourself and keeping boundaries with your business are really key and important for you to thrive as a human because you know your productivity, your business, your accolades, your accomplishments, those are just small details of who you actually are. You need space, you need a reduction of stress so that you can thrive in the fullness of who God created you to be. And I hope that this gives you a roadmap on how to actually make that happen. So if you have questions, then feel free to send you know a message in the contact box on my website or to me at writeupyouralley.com, um, at writeupyouralley on Instagram, TikTok, etc. I would love to hear um, just how you're using this. So if you guys are using it, don't forget to celebrate that. Put it on your Instagram story, You know, explain it to your friends. This knowledge has really changed my life. That's why, like I said, I created Daily Direction to steward, help people steward this information day in and day out through the format of that planner. Um, and I really hope that this blesses you and empowers you to feel the way that it's made me feel, which is like a human again, because we are humans first, we have lives first, and then the businesses help us to do those two things even better, make us more of who we are. So with that, I am so excited to have spent this solo time with you, and we will catch you on the next episode. Have an amazing day right up your alley.